Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We've got a great show planned for you today. Today we're getting the chance to sit down with Miguel Santos just before he takes off for World Masters and hopefully he brings home the gold medal. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're looking for more great episodes with different guests, instructors, and also our breakdowns of different clips and also technique breakdowns, don't forget to subscribe and share. Today's episode is brought to you by Spiritleaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's greatest cannabis line, don't forget to go to Spiritleaf Waterdown, and Alex and his crew are going to help you out with all the THC and CBD products you need. Saving money every time you go shop there is easy. All you got to do is share our Instagram and also share their Instagram, and you're going to save 10% every time you shop. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you soon on the mats. Because I know when we invite a gentleman like yourself, you know, so pristine, giving back to the community, you know, a <laughs> hardworking, regular Joe like yourself, you know, Blue a collar, master's man. type Twisted champion. We are, we're joined by none other than like the, some of the greatest that has ever done it, Miguel Santos. And if he's going to tell us anything, he's going to tell us the real facts. He's not going to tell us bullshit. He's going to tell us the real things that are happening in the community, the real things that are happening in the real world. And he's not going to sugarcoat it. He's going to be the main man that's going to tell you the truth, nothing but the truth. And that's the bottom line. Was he on the, was he on the stand or something? <laughs> I swear, I swear to, to tell, tell the, the truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> Miguel, how you doing, my friend? It's been a long time. I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. No real complaints, you know, um, just doing my thing, training lots, getting ready for world masters next week. Right. So I compete on Friday of next week and, uh, hopefully I, I do well. So that's all. Excellent. And, uh, training like six days a week and sometimes twice a day. So look at all. you champion yeah, of men over here. going to try buddy. Give it the old college try. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matt Professional Master 7 athlete, Miguel Santos. Master 5 already. I'm getting there, bro. So <laughs> This year worked out. I'm right at the bottom of the division, right? So I'll, uh, I'm 50. I'll be 51 in December. And uh, I can compete in Master 5, so it kind of works out. I'll be at the bottom of the bracket age-wise. So. Beautiful. I'm trying to actually convince Aaron to do Master's Worlds next year, 2022. He's going to be doing uh, probably the same division as Sanji. Can you talk Aaron into doing a Vegas trip? You got to do it. And then after we're done, we go eat like pigs and shoot guns. That's a real reason. We just bury our sorrows in guns and food after, right? So, you know, whole bu a whole bunch of America going on. <laughs> and if things aren't going with Sean, they just throat punch him, man. During the <laughs> Give a couple quick, a headbutt too. Everything's an accident after, right? So, sorry, buddy. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what happened. Sorry. I panicked. Yeah, just, headbutt just, just headbutt him and then pretend you don't speak English. Be like, oh, what? what do you mean? I thought it was Lee. What? Nina Desai, uh, Nina Desai once told me, says, uh, you know, if you're going to lose, make him remember that you lost. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Hundred percent. Be a memorable, or get my yep. shit kicked. One of the two. That's right. <laughs> Fight him. I just, I can just picture Aaron down like sixty-seven, nothing, or thirty seconds left, and just 
punching Sanji square in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just what I need to go on flow grappling. That's just the highlight I need. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, so like so Miguel, like you've been obviously getting able to train hard. You know, obviously the the pandemic has kind of thrown a wrench into kind of everybody's training obviously a year ago, obviously 18 months ago, but you were able to still kind of like, you know, keep a level head, keep working, keep being, doing what you were doing. Like how, how'd you feel like since the last 18 months, like you've been able to kind of like block out the noise and just kind of train and keep doing your own thing. Well, I was very fortunate in both regards. As far as work goes, I never stopped working. Uh, I was doing a, I was building a grocery store. I'm an electrician by trade, and I was building a grocery store at the time, and that was deemed essential because it was related to the food industry. So work-wise, never bugged me. And then I was fortunate enough to meet a, a gentleman. Uh, I'm going to give a big shout out to Simon Hepworth uh, over at Gringos, and uh, we trained the whole time during the lockdown. Me and him together. He's got mats in his basement. And uh, I, uh, I trained with that guy right through everything, um, sometimes like three, four, five times a week. So we, tr we, we trained consistently. We drilled a lot and we rolled a lot. So um, and uh, he's really uh, I got to I got I to give kudos to the guy. He really like um, I feel he improved my game, you know, so especially my passing game. It's very he's got a really good guard and, you know, my whole guard game regards to closed guard and even the half guard situation. Right. So too much better with my guard now and that's i, I gotta give that guy credit with regards to all that and so and then moving over to gringos uh you know there's a lot of different training partners now right uh, a lot of different looks a lot of different styles and a lot of different levels right you know i go to a lunch class you know i can hang pretty good in there but i go to a comp class at 9 30 you know you know the brazilians are there you know igor uh, brano uh lucas guillermo uh kieran I'm a goddamn punching bag, man. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I feel like day one of jujitsu, right? I'm like just taking a beating. I'm like, okay, if I can make this round and not that, it's a fucking win, man. So yeah. it's awesome, right? So yeah. Or, or, you punch, or you punch him in the dick, you know, whatever. Yeah, comes yeah, first. yeah. yeah. Just, just try to prison wrist lock them, you know? <laughs> That's what you've learned in the last year and a half. If all else goes wrong, prison wrist That's lock. Right. That's right. That's right. So. Base, yeah. basement jujitsu is where where it was at in 2020 that needs to be a that needs to be a shirt or a logo somewhere coming soon but no we, we uh aaron had a, a basement buddy i had a basement buddy you had a basement buddy but now you know things are getting back to uh where you can actually uh train with some others and you know hopefully uh hopefully it works out for your prep yeah i uh, i i uh i visit other places so like typically i spend most of my training time at um at Gringo's, but I also go to uh, Patrick Terrell's place too. I've been going to his comp class on Saturdays, which is really good. He's got a lot of bun bunch of different people show up, even from different academies. So you get a lot of different looks, get to roll different people. And uh, I've been visiting up uh, James Ann up in Newmarket and uh, like he's super slick, right? So, and his guys are cool there too, right? So, but he's, uh, you know, for a small dude, that guy's pretty slick. So passing and guarding the whole spiel. He's like, you know, always three steps ahead, right? So it's it's pretty cool to roll with them too. I was there today, so it was really uh really good. So there was a small group of us, but you know, it was very good. So I was lucky yeah. that way. No, perfect. And I think like also the other thing is like, you know, you eventually at one point switched gyms because you were with Gracie Mota for quite a long time, and then you kind of switched over to the Cyril Costa team. So like 
what's kind of like not necessarily like why you decided to do that but like when you what was the kind of the approach you kind of took where it's like okay i'm going to start switching teams and like why did you feel that was the move that you wanted to make i just felt like i needed to expand my my jujitsu you know and um and go somewhere uh you know with grace you might tie with danny and stuff and you know don't get me wrong danny taught me lots of stuff stuff i still use today uh, tony isaacs did as well you know andrew de carlos he's a great instructor also right those guys are all good guys but i just felt like i needed uh, to switch to to improve my jujitsu and and uh, and go somewhere where the level was a little bit different and the looks are a little bit different mm-hmm. i equated to this you know if you roll with the five same five or six guys all the time your game's only going to go so far because you're used to those five or six guys yeah. they do this and you do that you do this and they do that but when you go roll with a bunch of people and you know his his membership's huge you know, you, you know, from one guy to the next, it's completely different. Right. So you really have to, to change and evolve. Right. So, and I, and I, uh, wanted to focus more on, uh, a competition style jujitsu than more of a self-defense jujitsu at that point. So that was kind of my focus at that time. So. Is it mainly bodies or like, what are some things that you're looking for? Like in like a class structure, since we're kind of on that topic is like, so like you go to gringos like there's a competition class like what's the structure of that versus like a standard hey like you go to jiu-jitsu you show up you break fall you like what, what's kind of the difference well, be, that I, you found between those styles of classes well uh gringos warm-up is typically uh sweeps and and passes so there's not really um you know break falling and shrimping and that's the he he warms the up we warm up typically at a, a noon class with um, uh, three minutes of uh, guard passing. You pair up and three minutes of uh, sweeping. That's your warm up. Then you do your technique, right? Shows a technique. But he typically, he, uh, he spends uh, about a month or more on a technique, whether it be legs. We just, uh, we just finished up side control. So now he's on to Kimura trap. But he'll spend about a month, sometimes more, on one system. And he expands on the system as he goes along through that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, and then you can, when you start to do the, the systems, right? You'll be able to chain them in movements, right? From one to the next, to the next and the next, and you can, you can put them together. But one of the things I found that helped me the most was drilling. So I spend, you know, a minimum, a minimum of two hours a week, just drilling techniques. And I feel that that is super important for anyone out there right? Um, to improve their game. I, I don't think like you could, you know, you could come show someone a technique and they'll do it, you know, in a class structure, like, you know, whatever, five, 10 times, 15 times. But if they don't put the work into to drill that technique, it'll never become fluid. And it's the same thing. Like they won't try to expand their game. So you go roll with someone who's of equal value of you in jujitsu or better, you're going to bring your A game all the time. And if that's the only game you have, you're not going to really evolve in my opinion. Right. So you're not going to mm-hmm. try to change different things and put different things together. Right. So, yeah. But, so obviously like, you know, working with all these different training partners and being an older competitor like yourself, like what have you kind of like kind of had to kind of learn to like, okay, Hey, I'm, I'm X amount of my age. I still have to work differently than other the, these like young lions that you're training with right now. So like, how have you kind of like evolved your training patterns to kind of make it work for you? 
Well, to be honest with you, when I when I went over to Gringles, I had to eat some humble pie for a while because I felt like, you know, I just wasn't up to par with most of his guys. And I feel different about that now. But at my age, like if I get caught in something now, when I was, I think when I, I'm not, I think when I was a white or blue belt, I'd rather fight you to the death than tap. <laughs> to the death Aaron's, yeah, Aaron's I'd rather like that. You know, that last second I'm going to go to sleep or the last, I'd like, let you tear my shoulder apart. I've had PRP and, you know, three shots in my shoulders. If I get caught now, I get caught. And it, it, it doesn't bother my ego, right? You know what I mean? Um, that's another thing I had to adjust, right? That whole, you know, losing mentality, right? So, you know, I'm there to train and, uh, you know, I have to accept the fact of my age and my, uh, my uh, physical limitations, right? But that being said, you know, I really enjoy it. Uh, uh, I, th- I think I can hang pretty good with uh, a decent room, right? So, and, uh, but... For the older grapplers out there, I, I highly recommend, you know, you uh, spend a lot of time stretching um, and uh, a little bit of weights. I uh, typically stretch almost every day. I follow um, uh, that supple leopard guy, Kelly Starlet. I have his app, his yep. book. So I spend, uh, if not every day, I'll, for sure every other day, I spend about an, over an hour doing mobility work. Uh, to try to stay limber and thing and, and lift a little bit of weights, nothing heavy anymore, like 40 pound dumbbell, you know, I got a 70 pound uh, kettlebell. That's, but nothing, I'm not trying to squat like 305 or anything like that anymore. No, none of that stuff. It's more of keeping my health, my, uh, my joints healthy, strong and, and some strength. Right. So that's, Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of the routine I stick to. Right. So, but I, uh, my routine is typically, uh, on a weekly basis is a drill Mondays, Wednesdays, uh, class Tuesdays, class Thursdays, class Fridays, and class Saturdays. So I usually try to train six days a week and uh, my body's been okay that way, right? So. I think you talked about something that was very important, like the mobility work. And that's something that, you know, sometimes I've been off and on with myself personally. Like sometimes I'm stretching and I'm doing like, you know, I think Kelly Starrett, Supple Leopard is like a fantastic book. It's one I own as well. And I would highly recommend it to anybody who's looking to improve like, you know, their functional mobility, not just for jujitsu, but just like in general in life. But like, I think it's such an often overlooked um, part of as you're getting older and you're, you know, you're, you're putting more and more and more miles on your body. You need to, you need to be able to recover properly. I think it's something that a lot of people, myself included, may have neglected in their in their younger days as well but no i'm i'm glad that you brought that up i always see on instagram like here's a shot of a ball here's a shot of a band and and you don't need a lot of stuff like in all reality you need a band a roller a five inch ball a peanut ball and a ball and like that that five inch ball peanut ball and a ball you can order on amazon for 25 bucks you know what i mean like you don't you can order his stuff but you don't have to do that right and i have his app and it's actually like um it goes through like videos so you can actually, because the book is pictures, right? But the app, uh, it actually gives you videos and different videos for different, and and it breaks it down by sport if you want, mm-hmm. or uh, by uh, uh, whatever you want. Like it has sport, uh, recovery, uh, maintenance, all that sort of stuff. Pain, if you have pain in an area, it takes care of all that stuff. He's got different things for different things. So that's good. What What are some of the areas that you kind of found that like over the years doing jujitsu as like an older competitor, 
um, that you found like you need to be working on like continuously with like your, your routine stretching wise. My lower back is like the biggest thing for me, mm-hmm. like that I have to take care of the most, you know what I mean? Um, I have a like herniated discs. I have an uh, S1 and L5 that are herniated, right? And uh, that being said, you know, at one point it was really bad in my back. I had a lot of back issues and uh, I actually went to see a chiropractor out in Oakville. Um, uh, Peter Constantine remember, uh, recommended him to me from Submission Arts. Um, this guy, uh, Jeff Weeks, and I spent some time with him there and he really helped me out because I thought like, I'm going to have chronic back pain the rest of my life. And uh, the guy, yeah, I would recommend him. Like, if anyone's having some serious issues, I would recommend that guy 100% anytime. He really helped me out. But I, I notice myself too. Like, if I don't, if I cheat and I don't do the mobility work, I, I don't feel good. I don't feel limber. My hips are tight. I, I can't move as well, right? So it's like, if you really like jujitsu or you love jujitsu, it's it's part and parcel of the whole package, right? In my opinion, right? So like. If you're just going to go there and, okay, I'm just going to roll. It's going to catch up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it always catches up. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> every it's, time. Yeah, if you love it, then it's, it's part of the, it's part of, it's, it's a must in my opinion. And especially for older rappers, when you get into your forties, like I'm 50 now, but when you're like in your forties, if you're not looking after yourself, right. And food too wise, right. If you're not, uh, you're not looking after what you eat, it's, you're going to have some issues down the road, buddy. So I think you yeah. met, I think you mentioned the whole thing. It's like, it's not just like, Hey, I'm going to go train, go home and have like pizza and burgers and stuff. It's like, it's a, it's a whole lifestyle that you're, you're talking about as well. So it's like stretching mobility, like the holistic, like, Hey, you got to take care of what you're putting in your body. You got to take care you got to, you know, you got to take care of your joints. You got to, you know, you got to work out. You got to live the lifestyle, right? Yeah. You got to get your sleep. You got to drink your water, all that stuff. You know, it's almost like uh like a part-time job. So just yeah. enjoy something you like doing right so yeah so unless you want to be like aaron one day at lifetime in the sauna my back my back is broken <laughs> i love that what part of your back spinal <laughs> spinal <laughs> spinal <laughs> my back <laughs> hey man i waited almost two years to get back into that sauna it's been fucking amazing everything's open now again there yeah no at the, mostly gy- at the gym that we uh do not speak of that uh yeah. me and aaron reside out of occasionally yeah. the, the fact yeah. that you just mentioned the name a second ago and i have to edit it out that's awesome uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's the gym that we do we do not speak of but you you've been there you know yeah, yeah. everything's open though now um but i mean like you talk about that lifestyle and like obviously like building that mobility and obviously just utilizing everything you can at your disposal but like how did you even get started into jujitsu like how was that even like a oh. thing that you decided to get into I was, I always, I worked out. I always went to the gym, but I was just sick of going to the gym. And I, uh, I actually was looked Googled around here and I actually started, uh, kickboxing with this guy, David Whitehead. And it's funny. He's right. He was right around the corner from where Danny is. And, uh, so I started kickboxing there and I, I liked it, but then he did uh, Japanese jujitsu in the other room. So we'd finish kickboxing. I change. And get ready to leave and i'd see these guys putting the pajamas on and getting ready to roll right i'm like i'd look right every time i'd look so one day he's like you want to try so i tried and i actually liked it more than the kickboxing right and uh actually it was one of the first times too uh i i met mark bocek there too he would okay. teach once a week there also for this guy david whitehead 
So I was doing the Japanese jiu-jitsu and I was having, I was enjoying it. And then uh, he decided to move to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. and so I and Googled, left. Yeah. Jeez. What's that? <laughs> he just up and left. He's like, yeah, you know what? Just, uh, Fuck it. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. Right. And I'm like, okay. I went to Google and I'm like uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu Woodbridge. Yeah. And uh, Danny popped up. So I went to try class at Danny's and I was like, Ah, it looks good here. It's cool for me, right? And it's close to home. And I'm like, okay. I joined right away. Mm -hmm. And I spent about, um, uh, about I think, uh, four or five years at Danny's mm -hmm. before I moved over to Gringles. Yeah. So, and then uh, Danny was at, uh, he moved during that location too. During that time, he moved to the new place he's at, right? That second floor place, right on Highway 27. And uh, that's how I got uh, hooked on it, right? So, and now uh, even my daughter trains. My daughter trains with Patrick, right? I get her out there. She goes there usually four times a week. And so, uh, yeah, I uh, I enjoy it thoroughly. I enjoy it as much as I did the first day. So, you know, it's just, um, I find as you go along in the journey, you know, your, your expectations and your goals change. But, you know, uh, for me, there's no better way to get a workout, you know, and I'm, I'm learning how to, you know, strangle people at will and, and break joints if I have to one day, right? So <laughs> it's it's pretty cool, right? You like you think about it, right? Like, you know, you, you know, if you got into an altercation with someone and you, you know, ended up on the ground. When in when in doubt, spaz on a wrist. <laughs> they're they're in big trouble, you know. Prison <laughs> wrist lock right away, man, prison, right? So, prison yeah. wrist lock. Aaron's got the prison toll hold, is what I call yeah, it. Exactly. I've been working on those two, so <laughs> the prison toehold is the is uh, Aaron's Aaron's BGJ Fanatics DVD that's going to be coming soon. The next evolution of my game, the the toe Pris holds. prison footlocks coming that's soon. It. That's it. Cana that's Canadian it. fanatics. Yeah, and then while at Danny's, I uh, I competed at white belt, uh, and uh, I won every tournament I competed at white belt. I never lost at white belt when I competed. And then at Blue Belt, uh, I continued to compete. I, I won, you know, I lost some. I went to World Masters uh, twice at Blue Belt, quarterfinals. I, I, I got to twice. Um, IBJF Toronto, I always did good. I always won at IBJF Toronto. I haven't lost a, a match at IBJF Toronto. Uh, always placed gold. Uh, New York Open in 2019. And now I'm going to give World Masters a shot again, right? So uh, as Purple Belt. So hopefully that goes well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Actually, yeah. uh, actually, I uh, just I just saw Pan Am's April 2022 Kissimmee, Florida. That that may be a possibility. I'm just saying. Aaron Gall, Sanji Hibero, Michael Briers versus Rafael Lovato Jr. Well, a couple of me, me and a couple of the guys like Simon and uh, and Kevin uh, Castellanos, who I want to give a shout out to, my one of my 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 good friends and my training partner too, right? So. Uh, We've been talking about uh, uh, doing the Austin Open. Uh, we've never been to Texas, right? So I think that's mm -hmm. January 30th. So go. Uh, That'll be cool. Go, go buy some cowboy hats and try yeah. to buy some cowboy yeah. hats. Just shoot, shoot an AK 47. It'll be great. Sure, Guns, drive a freedom. Tank, you drive a tank. Shoot a tank. <laughs> shoot a. Yeah. Shoot an yeah. RPG. Like, you know, you, everything's legal there. Yeah. So, and then like, uh, I also ref, I'm also a referee for the OJA, right? So, and, um, you know, I enjoy doing that, right? I, uh, 
I don't really, uh, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I like watching the matches. I like the referee, and I want to give a shout out to Isaac uh, for the province. And I want to give a shout out to Mike. Yeah, I'm along doing that, right? So, did it. Oh, is Aaron frozen? I think he's no, frozen. I'm not frozen. It was very intense no. right now. Oh, yeah. he's... Did you, did you guys hear what I said? What are, so, me, yeah, me and you have wrapped like probably tons of matches like in our, in our years. Um, what's, what's some of the craziest things you've seen in like the history of Ontario BJJ? Um, is there anything that stands out to you? Any matches that you've wrapped where you're just like, wow, what the hell happened there? Um, <laughs> There's been a few, like, uh, I before grappling industries were governed by us, like, they were allowing, like, uh, toe holds, like, it, I think they called it intermediate, right? And, like, people were just getting their freaking feet destroyed. Like, the guy would smash the toe hold on, and I'd hear rip, rip, rip. <laughs> the guy's saying tap, 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 but it's too late. This guy's, like, his ankle gone. You know what I mean? So, but... Uh, I haven't, I've seen a lot of people go to sleep, you know, um, in my mind, uh, and Mike Avito gave me this advice when, you know, best, he says like, you know, white belts are competing, you know, maybe, you know, that arm is super straight. Maybe you call the match, right. You know, but at blue belt, you don't want to tap, let the guy break his arm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my yeah, same like, philosophy. His, his choice. Yeah, white, like you're gonna, white, white belts you're gonna are like your arm for a piece of tin, yeah. you know what I mean? Like white, white belts are like kind of like toddlers. It's like you gotta protect them from themselves at times, but like yeah. you know, it's like a teenager. Like you wanna do blue belt's kind of like a teenager. You wanna do something stupid, go ahead, do something stupid. I'm not bailing you out. It's on you. But some of them just don't listen, or it's like they come up and you tell them, Look, no jumping guard. You know, and they do it anyways. You say kombach, jump Bam. guard. Like, what, the, what did I just tell you, man? No jumping guard. Get out of here. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, what's wrong with you? You don't listen? So, and then the kids, we, we try to look after the kids like uh, extremely well. Like, you know, we're always taught as soon as the arm goes straight, you know what I mean? You call the match. You know what I mean? And you'll have that odd parent or odd coach who goes off on you because they're, they think in their mind, you know, like, the kid would have got my kid or my student would have got out of that position. You called it too early, but like, really you want to put your kid or your student in that position where you're going to, the kid's going to pop the other kid's arm for a piece of tin. doesn't make any sense to me. So when they start chirping, you just, you just give them the ignore button, right? You don't really let it get to you. Right. So you but, swear at them under your breath. Well, well I feel like, telling them, like, buddy, why don't you just come on the mat and we'll decide this over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would love to see Especially that. Miguel, Miguel settle an argument like, out on the mat. Like, I've almost you know, had one of those brain. where I'm just like, well, why don't you come on the mat? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, what do you know? You're, you're, you don't even train. Like, what are you chirping for? Like, you know, just keep your mouth shut. Do you even lift? Like, why are you even yeah, talking yeah. to me? <laughs> I just well, punch in the balls. What about that? Would you like that? Like, fuck. Right? So, yeah. But. Well, I laughed at, um, Especially like after like 18 months of no tournaments or anything like that, then we had finally had a tournament come back and then Jeremy decides to call a match the wrong way, apparently. And then all of a sudden the world needs to end and everybody's losing their mind on the Facebook because of that one incident. 
and I'm by myself. Everybody's gone. This is staying in the podcast. So, Gal, what's up? I was totally talking to myself. <laughs> but it's that that level of jujitsu is insane. You know what I mean? Like, you know yep. what I mean? Like, for me personally, Kieran is at the top of the game for anyone in this province, probably the country. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. yeah. And that guy works. Like, the amount of time he puts in, incredible. You know what I mean? The amount of training he does and, and, and stuff, it's just a, an insane because you, you think about it, right? You'll see that guy, the last two matches, that guy's got, in my opinion, he's been ripped off uh, his last two matches, right? Um, yeah, he was and, at the uh, eight. And he was at the eight man recently. I know he lost like a ref. I think he lost a ref decision, but like I didn't see the match. It was horseshit. You know what I mean? I even sent the message to Cyborg like, "Your guy's an idiot." You know what I mean? Like, because he was chirping about how good the guy did. Like, I didn't do anything. The guys, the guy's not letting Kieran invert under him, right? Keeping back, and he was checking his left uh, Kieran's right arm with his left arm every time. Every time Kieran started to get under, he just stood up and turned and walked away, right? So it was just. You know, but anyway, back to my point, you know, there's different levels. And that guy for me at the, is at the is at the, the top of the, the game in the in Canada, I would say, probably, especially Nogi. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like you'll see him roll with some really top level guys. And it's, you know, tap, 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 you know, so it's just the levels of jiu-jitsu. When you think about it, you're watching a match on flow grappling or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, wow. It's like, no, it's, it is, oh, wow. It's like, wow. You know yeah, what I mean? so, it's one of those things I yeah. think you just have to feel, honestly. It's not, uh, it's, uh, it, he's probably not in this. Yeah, I've seen that before, but I think it's just the, the amount of time he's put in, the amount of drilling. I think that's probably the difference between like those levels. I think getting back to that subject of drilling, I think that's something that is going to be becoming more and more important. It's like, you, you can't just do like okay i'm gonna drill like a technique with aaron okay i'm gonna do it two times class. and then aaron does you know like the classic like the structure of class where he's like yeah hey, you do this escape like you do it twice and then your partner does it twice and you shoot the shit and then you no, like you gotta like you gotta rep that shit like you need to be able to be able to constantly like and you need to be able to do it under stress too because you're not just like oh like okay we're drilling we're screwing around but like if somebody's like trying to maim you like you need to be able to do that technique under that stress and pressure yeah and i think another thing that's important is that when you drill something you drill a chain of events to lead you to an end goal you know what i mean and and the thing is even with drilling you could spend an hour drilling something but there's so many different things when you think about it right you know, lasso guard, closed guard, half guard, you know, passing, sweeping. There's so many things to drill that it, it'll never stop. You know what I mean? You could drill the rest of your life and still not drill everything, right? So there's so many different things to drill, right? So that's the thing, right? So, but I also recommend this, this, this to people too. Like if you're going to drill and you want to follow whoever it is, you like a certain style, Andre Galvan, John Danaher, whoever it may be, you know what I mean? That I would advise people to follow one person mostly for their drilling and their techniques because they will chain, eventually down the road, their closed guard or their half guard will all make sense. They'll, the pieces will all come together because they'll, they'll join after, right? 
Whereas you're trying to study half guard from one guy and then close guard from another guy. Those little pieces don't match up, in, in my opinion. And studying from one person mainly, I think, is the best way to go and drill what they say, whoever that is. I'm not, you know, saying one person's better than the other. And you may like a different style, right? And your body type, right? So for me, personally, I like watching John Danaher. The guy's 53 years old. If he can do a technique, hopefully I can do the technique as well, right? So he's the person I study the most. So studying and drilling is also part of the thing I do, right? So, yeah. Yeah, Danaher's got a really good system as far as like, obviously the way he chains things together and how he explains how the technique should. The one thing with Danaher is just kind of like, I think like everybody gets the same thing where it just takes too long for him to explain what he wants to accomplish. But he does go, he goes through all the philosophies of each position. Whereas if you were to watch like Gordon Ryan's series it's very similar as far as like the techniques of what they're doing is accomplishes the same goal, but the way Gordon Ryan will teach it will be a little bit more to the point of getting to where you want to go. So like, if you're going to like chain anything together, like if you like multiple kind of DVDs, if you're going to watch Danaher, and then go to like Gordon Ryan, I think you can get the comfortables from that. But then, yeah, but like you said, if you go from like a Danaher series and then going to let's say Craig Jones, right? It's completely opposite and they just, they don't work together. I think you'll get things out of each one, but like you said, pulling chain events is not going to work. Yeah, Danaher for me is he's super detailed, but even the thing, like I can study his closed guard system it's whatever eight videos it's eight hours right Mm -hmm. whatever you know what i mean i try not to watch tv i try to to watch that stuff instead right but you'll you'll look his whole system then you'll drill it and then a month two months later you go look at it again you're like i was missing that and Mm -hmm. that little thing can make a big difference yeah i agree yeah Yeah. so it's it is it is monotonous i'll give you that aaron 100 percent. like if sometimes you're like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm not gonna make it through the session i'll turn it off i'll start again tomorrow so yeah exactly yeah 100 percent. yeah so it's not well i think one of the best things that maybe covid has happened so obviously there's individuals like yourself that have like dedicated themselves to like study of like jujitsu and online video content and all that kind of stuff but how many lawyers how many doctors were generated throughout this entire thing it's amazing <laughs> In the last year and a half on Facebook. The last, the on Facebook, on Facebook, Facebook, by the way. Everybody's a, everybody's a professional. Everybody knows a little bit about everything. You know what I mean? So everybody's a doctor, a lawyer, and an accountant yeah. in the last year and a half. I got three degrees from the University of Facebook, which I think is one, maybe one step above the University of Phoenix. The best is when they're sitting on their toilet making a comment about something, you know, about <laughs> they're taking a shit. They got nothing better to do than make a comment about something. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> whack it out, buddy. You got like, go live your life. Go do something. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it equates to anything else, any profession in the world, you know, doctors, lawyers, for every one good one, there's four or five shit ones, right? So like at the end of the day, with regards, you know, to COVID, Let's say, I don't care what you do. I don't care. I don't care if you want to go get a needle. I don't care if you don't want to go get a needle. I don't care what you want to do. But don't, don't tell me what to do. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll decide what I want to do. So <coughs> it's insane. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just, um, social media has, uh, has made it, uh, 
easy to disrespect people from a distance, right? So instead of, uh, you know, getting them uh, and punching them punching in the them face, in the dick right? like so, Aaron wants to do to Sanji. Yeah, I'm telling you, I bit a guy once, I think, training. So he was just fucking <laughs> just being a goof. Why are you, why are you fighting people? Carpet. What is wrong yeah. with y'all? You know, now, that's that's vicious. Izzy, remember Israel? Israel? That's vicious. Yeah, I bit him. I bit him. He was being a dick. He was yelling me in the head and everything. And I bit him. <laughs> he stopped right away after. What was he doing? Like dropping elbows on you? Is he training UFC? He, dro- he dropped about three elbows on my face, right? And then I bit him. And then, then he stopped, right? So I think I figured we were yes. even. Three elbows for one fight. I guess he didn't know the self-defense to uh, bite. To bite. No, no, no. I don't think it's in the in the in the curriculum right the self-defense to bite right so there's you know choking different things but i don't know if there's one for so, bite, right? someone's so going like that ah, <laughs> it's all that coming at you it's like um, <laughs> don't drink too much kool-aid you know what i mean just for fun like the last year and a half i'm gonna throw this open everywhere what's the craziest shit you've seen like the last year and a half just social media i like to just ask this um i've seen people saying like yeah you know, getting, getting jabbed, you're going to sever, sever your connection to God. There was a, there was a, a, an individual who was posting things like that. So I never realized that there were so many people that were, you know, just doctors, lawyers, priests online. So like Aaron, what's, what's the craziest thing you've seen? And like, the, I stopped. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Go no, ahead, no, no, Aaron. no, I, no, I want to hear, I want to hear Miguel talk first. That's what I want to hear. I said this is when I said everyone is full of shit. It was right at the beginning when I heard fucking five G cause COVID. Five G caused COVID, and then they went to pick things apart like uh, the 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 Spanish flu. That's when first uh, transmitters came out, and then another one because of this. I'm like, you guys are fucked. Like, get a life, man. Five G caused COVID. You know what I mean? As soon as I heard that, I was like, I don't want to hear any of this shit. Right? So, I honestly, I honestly don't even try to watch the news, man. Like, I'm like, this is crack, right? So, I'm like, insane. So, I don't know the the, the five G credibility. Like, whatever happened to that that theory? It's like it, it was there for like two weeks, and then just but people that, just move. People just moved on from it. They're like, it was the five G towers. And two weeks later, everyone's they're just looking around yeah. like, and, and oh, fuck it. Okay, it was this then. Like, yeah. They're putting a tower on a school. They put a tower here. They put a tower there. Look, 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 5G, COVID, 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 COVID. Yeah. Like, like I was like, you don't even hear that. about it anymore. Like 5G. Exactly. Like my my what my internet connection is fantastic, by the way. But exactly. I, I think I think it's been drastically approved. I think Aaron needs some 5G for this podcast because he's fucking cutting out every 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on today. But um, no, the best was like near the beginning when um like there's probably just video of like tanks being moved across like Chicago, like on a train or whatever. And I remember my mom messaged me. She's like, Aaron, that fucking crazy president's mobilizing the army. Oh my God. What's the fuck? Everything. going? I'm like, mom, it's fine. I'm sure we'll know if something's actually going to happen. Like relax. It's okay. Oh, the army's being deployed. I'm like, no, don't worry. But the, the craziest one I heard most recently was, this uh, i don't even really want to mention his name because he's a jackass but that chris guy was trying to organize everybody to get onto public transportation and defy the 
mask mandate or anything and just get everybody to disrupt the public, like jump on the trains, jump on the buses, all this kind of stuff. And nobody fucking did it. He was the only one who did it. And you look like a fucking tool like he is. And I hope he gets kicked in the dick eventually one day. But yeah, that guy... I hope I see you on video one day, just kicking him in the dick. Oh, fuck. I'll be recording and yelling, world star. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> so good. I know, that guy. I know that guy. Oh, so that Aaron, guy. There's three, there's Aaron, qu- Aaron, question for you. There's three people you could punch in the dick. Me for doing 75 podcasts with you, Chris Sky or Sanji, and you can only pick one. Who, who, who's getting Chris the, guy? Who's getting I'll go. I will go to jail for that one. And I got people to bail me out already. <laughs> but but Aaron, Aaron, say you go and you fight Chande, and you beat him. Wouldn't that be great, though? Oh my god, I'd be, I'd be like, I quit. I'm like, I'm never competing ever again. <laughs> exactly, man. Like, just go. Like, the, what else? Exactly. What's the worst that's gonna happen? Imagine you're down sixty-seven nothing, and you pull out that and I pull out spazzing toehold, the toehold, or a flying armbar, and it's just on, it's just on flow grappling. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. not flying armbar. <laughs> your only shot is toe. Your only yeah. shot is the toehold that's coming out on Canadian BGJ fanatics. Okay, all right, all right. And if he says any of those words like, you know, you have to make a diamond and you have to be elegant, just fucking punch him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> use any of those terms, you know, diamond and you have to be elegant, right? Just hoof him one right in the mouth, man. Elegant, buddy. <laughs> yeah, here. Here's Canadian elegance, bro. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think Miguel's yeah. inspiring me. He's inspiring me to go. That's it. Competing next year. You win. You win. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I personally like to compete IB Jeff only now because it's five year brackets, right? So yeah, you know, here in the province they don't have like. Um, well, it's ten year or, or just like masters two, masters. and that's it. And... Well, masters or seniors, whatever. But it's after yeah. forty, right? So like, yeah, you know, they need to make uh, something else. And even at like, you know, I I I've thrown this idea out a couple of times. Like after fifty, you should just make like a an open weight for us you know what i mean who cares yeah because right? we're not that many guys right so you know what i mean i think so yeah. i think i think they got to figure it out where they've got to try to convince more like i always feel like after 30 like the 30 bracket that's starting to get bigger because i think a lot of the guys that like obviously i used to train with and back in the day like they've all kind of like in that same bracket of masters and they, they they're all competing in those divisions now instead of the adults but um the senior divisions they're like starting to thin out and i think they, they got to figure out a way to keep those senior divisions going yeah it's something to think about for the oga to think about right or something mm-hmm. stupid. you can like you know what i mean especially just around here in the province you know you know all the guys you know you know yeah and then you end up fighting the same guys over and over who cares right so it's just like you know let's just go try and you know see what happens right but you know i've uh, only fought open weight a couple of times right uh so but uh yeah, i don't mind it like, like you know what i mean so discrepancy from the bottom of you know, your age it's a lot in my opinion right it's not worth it right? have a little bit go here go there right so see different parts of the world i don't think they're going to do euros right because uh, i would have gone to euros as well just the ibgf schedule 
uh, usually Euros is in January and they haven't posted anything yet and they already have tournaments after that. For example, that Austin Open I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, schedule, but uh, there's more down after that, but nothing. Is there like a, is there like, like uh, yeah, like in Portugal, like what's the, what's the situation there? Because I know you've traveled to Portugal several times, several times you have family there. Uh, the situation there with COVID and like, is there, is there a possibility that like you're so. back there sometime? They had it like not so distant future. An uprising of it a while back, uh, a few months ago, but it seems to be under control from what my family members tell me, right? And uh, people are flying there that I know. And people, uh, my uh, my cousin comes uh, actually tomorrow night. He lands one of my cousins here. He's coming from there, right? So, you know, travel is permitted back and forth, right? So, uh, but uh, I don't know if it's, I'm not sure why the IBGF isn't trying to do Euros. You know, I would have loved to do it because if they hosted in, uh, in Lisbon, it's a suburb called Oldi Village, and it's like 40 minutes from my father's house, right? So, so, but it's unfortunate. I don't specifically know exactly why they're not doing it, but it's not posted on the schedule, so they may not be doing it. Or, you know, the same thing, they may do like World Masters. World Masters typically is in August, and it's now in whatever, November, right? So they may just push it back further into the year, who knows, right? So same sort of jazz, right? So, yeah. So, but as far as I know, everything's okay over there. You know, uh, there isn't really any uh, huge outbreaks. They're dealing with like everyone else does, right? And they have their ups and downs with it, right? And, but it's not a, you know, there's no lockdowns. It's not like a, whatever, Australia, shit like that. None of that stuff. It's not like, you know, people aren't going crazy, fucking rioting and shit like that. None of that stuff's going on, right? So, but uh, yeah, it's, I think it's pretty much like here with regards to covid right so starting to open up everything and people are flying and traveling right so but uh it's not a huge issue nice so miguel before we start to wrap up who's your prediction for this weekend coming up we got kamara Usman versus kobe covington we got gaichi versus chandler and then we got thug rose versus uh we chen who are you thinking we can't say her name <laughs> i can't say it <laughs> i'm gonna say rose rose i'm a Judas. i like her yeah i'm gonna say uh usman and what was the second match uh you got gaichi versus Gaethje, uh, chandler gaichi michael chandler gaichi gaichi gaichi's gonna eat him yeah gaichi usman and rose rose thug namajunas the rose and she's so yeah. nice, and you know what I mean. It's always nice when it's like a nice person who wins. At least I think she is. So, yeah, so that's the, the Trevor. That's the Trevor Whitmore um, stable, right? All three of those people. So, like, I, I, I think you're right on all three predictions. To be honest with you, I think the um, the interesting fight will be Colby Covington and Kamar Usman, especially to see the type of transition, what things they changed in their camp from the first fight to this fight. But I still think Usman's just been on a different level right now. He's getting better every single fight. That knockout of Jorge Amonzaval for the last fight. I don't know, man. I think he's got it. The fight up. seems weird, though. Uh, yeah, it's, weird, though. it's really weird, right? It could be on one day and you're yeah. off the next, right? Uh, yeah. You, uh, you look at some I of these guys over the years, like Anderson Silva, like everyone thought, you know what I mean? And now, you know, everyone's got their yeah. day, right? So. Oh, exactly. So you never know, right? Yeah, I think honestly, I think Usman's just at a different level right now. I, I actually, 
I'm not gonna say I like Colby Covington, but I appreciate the the the, the trash talking level of oh you're his biggest fan promotion. what are you talking about i have his book it's you got i think that, you have his you book that, uh, triggered got, by donald trump jr i think that's what you have aaron you you have that you got that maga hat at home i know you do <laughs> i think you have to keep america great one i think it's in your bookshelf that you're hiding i think you're hiding some secrets back there aaron maybe it's somewhere your, back uh, here university of can... trump degree back there it's it might be back, back here somewhere trump degree pull it out hold on. perfect perfect you got triggered by Donald Trump Jr. back there. I know you do, Aaron. Make a deal. Let's make a deal. <laughs> Let's make a deal. Back there. Right. Dollar and 18 cents. Dollar but no, I think, I think who's honestly, I think Uzma's another level right now. I think he's just on a complete tear. Uh, I, I just don't see it. I don't see him losing this. I think everything that Colby's good at, I think Uzma's just as good. So who's your that. goat though? Who's my goat? Yeah. Like all-time MMA goat? Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. Oh. Ooh. I'm going to have to say probably I'm, – I'm probably going to have to say either GSP or Anderson Silva is one of the two. Yeah. Just with I, the I, level of competition that they, that they both faced um, at the top of the game, dominance. Yeah, they both have losses, but I think – Everybody has their day in MMA at some point. I think you have to look at who they're fighting, at what time, who is in their prime. I think, yeah, I think it's a toss-up between those two, honestly. I agree with you that. I, well, I would say GSP, in my opinion, because uh, I always found that he would dictate uh, where the fight went, up yeah. or down. And he was both, you know, proficient in both, right? So... I think that makes a good fighter when you can dictate where the fight goes to, right? So, you know, some of these guys, whatever, they're striking, they want to stand. You see, a wrestler, he wants to get up, right? So, and he wants to get up and he wants to strike. He doesn't want to stand there. They're a jiu-jitsu guy. And GSP always dictated where the fight went to. He dictated the pace, right? So. Yeah, I, I think fight. another interesting fact, too, is Canadian. that. Yeah. And he also avenged both his losses as well. That was another thing. Yeah. So, like, he he's basically scratched his record. No problem. Whereas Anderson didn't avenge, like he never able was able to have the Chris Weidman fight to obviously get that loss back. You know, he's had other losses, but like one thing with Anderson, it was always like when he moved to those second weight classes, like the 205 and he just dominated 205 whenever he stepped in there, like his fight with Stefan Bonner, his fight with Forrest Griffin, it just annihilated those two guys and just made them look silly. But you look at GSP who walked into 185 after not competing for four years and basically choked Michael Bisping out the champion at the time with an amazing choke, probably the deepest, like tightest rear naked choke in UFC history. And is the champ like i yeah i would say gsp is the goat my goat but i know other people will disagree sometimes but that's okay i think yeah, I, I, a... I think you made a good case i think I, I would have to put him as a goat right now honestly i mean no no disrespect it could be but i think he was on his way there and i think if he kept i think fighting, he was on his way there higher as early as he did yeah yeah I think he needed like a few more like wins to really like go and make a make a case for that or move up a weight yeah. class and then win like a t like say he moved up and then he he fought at 170 and won a title at 170 and stayed undefeated and was beating like Usman, Covington and top tier guys then yeah. he, 
he, you, you could make a strong case for him being the greatest fighter of all time in MMA. Yeah, no, he's my, he's my goat GSP. Right. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And you ever watch a documentary too? I think it's called the, uh, DN takedown of a Oh, he did uh, DNA takedown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he he's a good documentary. That, yeah. He's like, uh, all fighters, they're off. They're not normal. You know what I mean, right? So, I guess we're not normal too a little bit if we're doing this shit, right? But uh, maybe it does keep us normal. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he just he goes off, and he's he's OCD, right? So that guy, right? So it's just that he's you know obsessive, right? With what he does, right? So yeah. Well, you know what they say about like uh, unique individuals. They gotta find interesting hobbies to keep them sane, and I think we just found a an interesting hobby that obviously keeps us sane and we get to go beat people up in a padded room and it looks normal. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta go when people are looking up from the outside, like what the fuck are these people doing, man? This is like Mexican. Grandma, right? <laughs> this is, this is like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Might be the greatest like, name of a jujitsu school ever. Just call it the B team Mexican ground karate. He's funny yeah. though. I'll give him that, that guy, man. He no. is funny. I'll give him credit. He is a really good marketing director who did who does that for him. So I will give him credit. Uh, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to it than that whole split with that whole team. There's got to be something there, right? So that we don't even know about, right? So there's all. I'm sure. Yeah. There's some things on the surface that have come up. I think like Nikki Rod did an interview and he kind of mentioned that that they wanted to like quote unquote cut out the poison he didn't he wasn't mentioning names but you could probably guess and read between the lines what it was so there's obviously there was a rift going on between some of the guys that ended up moving to b team and then some of the ones that stayed with danaher and opened up at the other place so there's clear there was clearly a conflict there and you know some of them decided you know what we'll, we'll start our own thing and we'll we work well together Together and we mesh well together and sometimes that, that's that's just what's needed sometimes people just need change and you know you 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 made some change as well and you're you're better off for it and you know also we want to thank you for coming on the podcast we want to give you kind of the floor to you know say what you want and uh you know like if you have any sponsors you want to thank or anybody you want to shout out before, before we wrap up uh, yeah like i said i want to give a shout out to simon you know my training partner hepworth right uh kevin castle Lanos. I want to give a shout out to coach uh, Patrick Terrell, right? So, uh, and my professor Fernando, right? They've all been really good with me. James on too. I train up there a lot too, right? So, I want to give a shout out to those guys, right? Those guys who are uh, influencing my jiu-jitsu game right now, and uh, you know, so those are the guys, uh, you know, I uh, I rely on. So, that's all. Those are the guys. Nobody else. I'm not sponsored by anyone. Not even my company. I work for those bastards. <laughs> we're sponsored. We're sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdowns, sixty-four Hamilton Street North. Right, Aaron. Get all your CBD there, yeah. Migs. All the CBD that you can that your heart desires. I'll go see Mr. Alex Tang at that point. So there you go. Yeah, awesome. Well, Miguel, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been great. Uh, we'll definitely come out to see you either at Gringos or at Pat. I'll see you tomorrow at Pat's anyways. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's been awesome. And then we'll stay in touch. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks.